May I speak in the words of God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Please do be seated. We've had lots of um, poetry and slightly different readings this morning in our service. And I'm going to start this hopefully short talk with um, the first verse of uh, one of the hymns that sometimes we sing, certainly during Advent. It was written by a lady called Eleanor Fargine. And uh, she was um, writing this in 1928, these words. People look east. The time is near of the crowning of the year. Make your house fair as you are able. Trim the hearth and set the table. People look east and sing today. Love the guest is on the way. I love that second part, the chorus bit. People look east and sing today. Love the guest is on the way. Except love the guest has arrived today, we could say. Heather, in her Midnight Mass sermon last night, spoke about looking for stars. And I've been wondering, as I was thinking about this talk, about looking up and then looking down. And as I reflected on all the characters in the story, the peasant girl, Mary, the shepherds, the crooks in the borough commander's report that we heard, the wise men, the foreigners, all sorts of people and characters caught up in that first Christmas. I wondered and thought about how all of them had had to look up. Even Mary, however Angel Gabriel came to her, but let's just Imagine for a moment one of those wonderful Victorian pictures where Mary is sitting demurely in the kitchen, perhaps, or in the living room of her Palestinian house, doing her sewing, when suddenly this angel appears. She would have had to look up. She would have had to take notice. The shepherds had to look up at the angels in the sky. The wise men looked up to the sky to see the star, the comet, And when we talk about heaven with people, people always look up. Sometimes when we say, thanks be to God, we go, thanks be to God. We always look up. Up is where God resides. That's the holy, hallowed space, up. And yet, today, we're asked to look down. In that gospel reading, the shepherds run with haste to the stable or the cave behind the inn, whatever, to see the baby lying in the manger. No longer are their eyes to go up. Their eyes are to go down to this tiny, vulnerable child lying in a manger. And our eyes are asked to go down to the baby in the manger. But why? What difference does that make? What difference did it make to the shepherds or the wise men, to Mary and to Joseph? Just brought trouble, didn't it? Really, if we're honest. Poor Mary and Joseph couldn't even go back to the home. They had to go into Egypt for a couple of years. 
And then when they finally do go back, they can't go back to where they were because they need to keep quiet, keep out of the way of the powers that be so that Jesus can be brought up safely. So they end up moving to Nazareth. And as we find out later in the Gospels, nothing good comes out of Nazareth, does it? Trouble, basically. And what the poem of the Wicked Fairy says, for Jesus, poor child, he didn't have a wife, children, or a home, didn't have any money sense, he was unemployable. Yes, he did have some friends, but they were completely the wrong sort. The work shy, women, foreigners, petty infringers of the law, persons with notifiable diseases, the sick, the disabled, those who were broken and left on the side. Tarts, the prostitutes, he was on the bottom rung. And his end, yes, was very public, very prolonged and very painful. So it didn't really make much difference to him, did it? Apart from just adding to the toil of life. And so we could go on. It's not all joy and light to look upon the manger Because once you've looked upon the manger, then you are changed. And something stirs within you. Heather and I had a little bit of an experience of that yesterday. We decided in our wisdom that um, because we had nothing else to do, we would build a a stable in the church. And build all the figures to go in the stable as well. To create our nativity stable scene and so we got here about half past eight yesterday morning and by about quarter past twelve we'd done it just in time (laughs) and as we were building it and I'll come to what we've built it with in a minute because I think there's a message in that as well as we were building it just every now and again one of us would go "Oh, oh oh look it's working Oh, doesn't it look pretty? And we were, um, we ended up with the lights having to um, put them into a ball and throw the ball of lights from one side to the other across the top of the stable. And as we were throwing it, we were laughing hilariously because it was just the most silly thing to be doing on Christmas Eve, just trying to make a stable full of Mary, Joseph, shepherds, angels and baby Jesus. How ridiculous to think that that would be a good thing to do. But we switched all the lights on and we put Jesus in the manger. We did both just stand there and there was just a, well, for me, I'm speaking on Heather's behalf, but just a moment of, oh, wow, the baby's in the manger. And you have to get down to look at the baby in the manger. You can't walk into there. You have to get down on your knees and crawl to the manger to look upon the face of Jesus. And in that moment, everything is transformed. The shepherds run off 
to tell the good news, what they've seen. But what did they tell? What could Heather and I tell you about yesterday? Apart from, there was just a moment, several moments actually yesterday, where just the glory of God shone through. Not by us looking up to where we perceive God to be, but by looking down at God, lying in the manger. I'm not sure I want to tell you what we made it out of because that might spoil it for you. But essentially, it's made of ordinary things that we gathered together and used a lot of gaffer tape and wool and all sorts of things to, to make. The moral of the story is if you ever get rid of any of your curtains, could you deliver them to the church? Because they always come in handy. But essentially, underneath all of the sparkle of Christmas is the very ordinary things of life, the very ordinary things that we all deal with on a daily basis, the ordinary things of God that then he takes and through the baby in the manger who grew up to be that man on the cross, turns into the sparkle and the joy of Christ even if it's just for a moment that we feel it every now and again. It's not all day, every day. But take notice of that sparkle of joy, that flame that flickers. And go and try and explain it to someone else. You might not be able to, but give it a go. So for today, at least, let's look down at the manger and give thanks for the Christ child. Amen.